You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast. This is When Christians Speak Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Ray. Amen. Today's show, of course, is His Abounding Grace with Minister Van. Her title is Free But Still Shackled. Amen. Free But Still Shackled. We're about to get started in a few minutes. want to play a couple of commercials, and uh, we'll go from there. Amen. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. Broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast. His Abounding Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a word in season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. And on fourth Saturdays, Alabaster Box at 7 p.m. with Prophetess Carla Johnson, where she shares a broad range of topics to help believers persevere and overcome. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. 
We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Amen. Amen. Welcome back to the broadcast, everybody. This is History Bound of Grace with Minister Van. I'm Reverend Ray. Amen. She has an outstanding word for you called Free But Still Shackle. We're about to get started in a couple of seconds. I do want to remind you that on the 18th of February, the uh, marriage takeover, the body of one with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson will be doing their second show at 7 p.m. also. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Amen. With Free But Still Shackle. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. This Again, this is Minister Van, and I just want to share a few words just to encourage you. So I'm not sure what time it is wherever you are. Um, it's evening time here, um, but um, wherever you are, I just hope and pray that this word will be encouraging to you and that you will share it with others. The nice message is called Free But Still Shackled. Free, but still shackled. Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God. First, God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Lord God, because of who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace, and we thank you for your mercy, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to... One more time to share your word, Lord God, to share the good news, Father, with someone who may perhaps have lost their way, with someone who may perhaps don't even know you, Father, with someone who may be perhaps having a bad day today or a bad evening tonight, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that your word would go forth as you said it would, that it would go forth and never return unto you void. So we're claiming victory right now. We claim his shackles coming down right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for listening ears, Father. And, Lord, we ask right now that we would decrease, Lord God, and that your spirit would increase in us, Father, that your word would go forth and do what you have accomplished it to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Okay, again, the message tonight is free but still shackled. Galatians 5, 1, the NIV version says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Free, but still shackled. You see, this scripture lets us know that we have a choice. You can either live like, act like, walk like you believe the word of God, and truly have been set free, or you can be captive to the enemy and continue to be bound by his lies and remain in a paralyzed position. You do have a choice because the scripture here says, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again 
by a yoke of slavery, free but still shackled. Imagine this. Imagine, if you will, you've been in prison for a long time. Finally, someone comes up to you and says, you're free to go. They take those old prison rags that you've been wearing for quite some time, and they give you a fresh set of clothing. They then take you to the gate that opens to the world. You look out, but you don't go through that gate. You stand there gazing, paralyzed by the thoughts and actions of the past. They tell you again, hey, look, you're free to go. But there you remain, frozen to that place, refusing to accept the fact that you are free, refusing to accept the fact that it's just that easy. You can walk through that gate and have a brand new life waiting for you, yet you stand there frozen, refusing to accept the fact that you are free indeed. There are no longer bars separating you from freedom. There are no longer restrictions to what you can do, where you can go. But yet, something within is preventing you from moving forward. Something within is preventing you from forgetting about your past and moving forward, forward with great expectation. Something from within you is causing you to wrestle with two opinions. Something within you is causing you to be weighed down with all those shackles. Something within is causing you to miss the many blessings that God has in store for you. Something from within. You're free, but you're still shackled. By the thoughts that rage within your own mind, you're free, but you're still shackled. Not fully understanding that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. This scripture again, <coughs> Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You are free, but you're still shackled. And your mind won't allow you to stand firm and not be burdened. That's not be entangled again by a yoke of bondage. What is that one thing that is keeping you from walking in your freedom? What is that one thing that you are allowed to hold you back from being all that God wants you to be? What is that one thing that you are allowed to keep you in bondage? Before we answer that, let's pause for a minute. You see, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. For those who have of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, our soul cries out, thank you, Lord. Our soul has been redeemed and wants to glorify and praise God for second chances. But we all will admit that our thoughts won't always line up with what's good. Our thoughts aren't always pleasing to God. Our thoughts aren't always pleasing even to ourselves. For on our Christian journey, Scripture lets us know that we need to renew our minds daily. Your mind. You need to renew your mind daily and be careful what you allow to be planted in the garden of your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't stand there at that gate to freedom and watch the world pass you by. 
while you let the old man linger and strangle you. Don't stand there at that gate and allow all those spider webs to clutter your mind and paralyze you. Don't stand there at that gate to freedom when Christ has indeed set you free and allow all those negative thoughts to take root in the garden of your mind. Don't you stand there at that gate to freedom and allow those negative thoughts to take root. Then you yourself begin to nourish and cultivate those um, thoughts with negative words coming out of your mouth, free but still shackled. How do you shake off those shackles? How do you stand up in your God-given image and say enough is enough? How do you stand firm on the word of God and not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery? How do you let go of the past and move forward in victory? How do you, my brother, be free with no shackles? There are two absolute things you must do on a daily basis, and this will be the focus of our lesson this evening. Two absolute things. Number one, you must renew your mind. You must renew your mind. And two, you must speak all the positive things. You must let go of all the negative, defeating words that try to slip in underwear. These two things you must do if you are to be truly free of the shackles that continually weigh you down. So let's talk about renewing your mind, renewing your mind on a daily basis. What does it mean to renew? It means to refresh, to refresh. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You see, you need to meditate on God's word and you need to allow it to take root in the garden of your mind. Do you struggle with bitterness, anxiety, depression, or other emotional pain? You need to meditate on scripture truth more and more and renew your mind in the hope of Jesus Christ. Renewing your mind, let's focus on Ephesians 4, 8. Ephesians, Philippians 4, 8 really tells us about what things we should think of. Philippians 4, 8 says, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. So instead of thinking on the negative, false things, think on what's true. Think on what's pleasant. Think on all those good and, and pleasant gifts that come from God. You see, you must renew your mind on a daily basis. You must take on the mind of Christ. Now, this doesn't happen overnight, but it can happen when you begin to study and meditate on God's word. So here's a question. How can I know the mind of Christ? By meditating. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 13. What things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The 14th verse says, But the natural man receiveth not the natural things of the, receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because... They are spiritually discerned. 15. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judges of no man. 
16. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Here we are right here. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Talking about this new man. We have the mind of Christ. Meditate on God's word. Psalms 119.11 says that the word of God hid in your heart. Let the word of God be hidden in your heart so that you do not sin against him. Psalms, the first of chapter of Psalms in the first through the third verse says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the sway of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. I want you to think about that before we go on. Think about that for a minute. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the wicked. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. Stand still like a tree planted by the streams of water. And don't bulge. When negative thoughts come to your mind, cast them down. 2 Corinthians 10.4 and the NIV version says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This scripture lets us know that you can take captive every negative thought. You can cast it down. So how do you renew your mind? By casting down everything that does not come from God. How do you know if it's not coming from God? By according to um, Galatians, the fifth chapter and the 22nd verse, anything that goes contrary to the fruit of his spirit does not come from God. The fruit of his spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all those good things come from God. If anything, any thoughts come to your mind and they go against the fruit of his spirit, you can trust the word of God. It does not come from God. Anything that is not wrapped up in one of these fruit of his spirit is sin. Therefore, if you are to be free from any shackles, you must renew your mind daily by casting down anything that is contrary to the fruit of his spirit. If the thoughts enter your mind are not love, ask yourself, is this hate? Is this connected to hatred? Then cast it down. If the thoughts enter your mind are not joyful, ask yourself, is this sadness? Is this sadness? Cast it down. If the thoughts entering your mind are not peaceful, and you know Jesus is the Prince of Peace, ask yourself, is this something that's troublemaking? Is this trouble, confusion, anything against peace, then cast it down. If the thoughts entering your mind are not long-suffering, which is patience, ask yourself, is this causing me to be quick temple, quick to anger, then cast it down. If the thoughts entering your mind are not gentle, ask yourself, is this harshness against someone, then cast it down, so forth and so on. Cast down any imagination that exalts itself against the word and the knowledge of God. 
In other words, refuse to give in to negative thoughts, thoughts that are not based on the fruit of his spirit. Remember, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So if fear attempts to enter your thoughts, instead of giving in to it, allow his word to replace it. Know that he is the Prince of Peace. Words like I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. What does it mean to meditate on the word of God? It means to study his word. Don't just read it. Study, pray, and ask God how you should apply it to a particular situation. Trust him. Listen closely to what he has to say. Get to learn God's voice. Get to learn his voice through his precious Holy Spirit. You see, God has given us his wonderful spirit to guide us and to comfort us, to protect us. He stands ready to help you. Call upon his help today. Free, but still shackled? Are you allowing negative words to keep you in bondage? Are you allowing negative words to keep you in shackles? Are you hung by your own tongue? Stop speaking those negative words. What truly matters? When it's all said and done, mm, get this, when the dust settles, when the rubber meets the road, when the curtains pull back, when all the resorts are in, only speak the word. For in the final analysis, in the final episode, in the moment of truth, if God says you shall live and not die, then that's it. Believe it not because I said it. Believe it because he said it. Just know that God loves you and he said he would never ever believe you. He knows your future and he cares about every aspect of your life. He knows you when you wake up in the morning. He knows who you when you start off in your day. He knows you at the sunset of your day. He knows you when you lay your head down at night. He knows the thoughts you have before you go to sleep. He knows you even while you slumber and sleeping. God knows you. He knows when you wake up in the middle of the night. He knows and sees that tear that trickles down your face. He can wipe away every tear from your face. He and he alone can comfort you like nobody else can. Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes you need to get up, shake yourself, and clear off those cobwebs from your head. Then settle yourself once and for all. Plant your feet firmly on a solid foundation and declare to yourself first and then declare to all, to anyone who will come into your presence. I will only speak the word, for the word comes to me to give me liberty. I will not receive any negativism from you. Free but still shackled. Are you allowing your own words to be a stumbling block to you being shackled free? Free but still shackled? Are the words coming out of your mouth paralyzing you? Free but still shackled? Are your own words giving you life or giving you death? For all the negative things you have to say, guess what? God has a positive word that you need to say to replace those, neg those negative words. Statements like, I'm always worried or frustrated. God says, mm -mm, you don't have to be to cast your cares upon me, says Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. What happens when you're worried? Your mind takes you all over the place. What does it mean to cast your cares upon the Lord? It means to live a life free of worry, knowing, trusting, and believing that he who promised is well able to perform, that he who promised has not forgotten you, that he who promised is very qualified to fulfill his promises, that he who promised is yet faithful. While weary, he's well able to handle any situation. 
While our frustrations to bother your mind, he's well able to mind your business. When you say, I'm always wary and frustrated, when you allow those words to come out of your mouth, regardless of whether you realize it or not, you're telling God that you don't believe he can do what he's promised he can do. Mm, there's something in there. When you say, I'm always wary and frustrated, what you're really saying is, I really don't believe it's that simple. I really don't believe that I can cast my cares upon Jesus and forget about it. Mm. You see, when he says cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you, he's saying, I know what you need. I know how you're feeling. I know what I have in store for you. So you go along now. Mind your business. That is, obey my word. And trust me to mind your business. I got this, says God. I got this. You say I'm always wary and frustrated. Yeah, I know he took care of that last situation, that last problem, that last relationship. But I still can't seem to figure it out. Why am I always so frustrated? Why am I always so wary? This is the answer. Because you refuse to accept, you refuse to acknowledge, and you refuse to allow God to be Lord in your life. Free but still shackled? You see, you have the faith. For he's given each of us a measure of faith. You have everything you need as a Christian to be victorious, but still you wary. You wary because you aren't activating the faith that he's already given you. And how does that make our Lord feel? That you simply don't trust him. Free, but still shackled? Only speak the word. How many know that the word tells us that life and death are in the power of your tongue? Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Do you want to be rid of those shackles once and for all? Stop meditating on his word day and night, and replace every negative word with a word that comes from God. Deuteronomy 30th chapter, the 19th verse says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Do you want to get rid of those shackles once and for all? Choose life over death. Choose blessings over curses. Stop speaking your own defeat. Start meditating on God's word day and night. Replace every negative word with a word from the Lord. Free but still in shackles? Is your spiritual growth hindered by the very words that you speak? Come what may, just depend on his word and speak the word. Stop speaking defeat. Stop speaking defeat. When you are going through trials and tribulations and you feel like all hope is gone, something may occur or come to your mind to remind you about what God said about that situation. But then you think to yourself, that doesn't make sense. Stop relying on your senses, I tell you. For example, you may be facing a financial crisis and your bills are due. The word of God tells you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Then you say, well, that sounds good. That's fine. But how is trusting him and leaning not to my own understanding going to help me right now? That makes no sense, you say to yourself. You may be facing this financial crisis and have only $10 in your name. And the spirit tells you to give that $10 to someone else who is in need. And you say to yourself, wait a minute, that makes no sense at all. You may be facing a health issue. You may have pain in your body. And the Spirit of God tells you, go share some good news with a neighbor. Go talk to a nurse and a doctor and share good news to them. Tell them about the goodness of God and what he's done for you. 
Something tells you to count it all joy. Something tells you to go feed the hungry, visit the sick, and you say to yourself, I need food myself. I need healing myself. I don't feel no joy. That just makes no sense to me. Well, you're free, but you're still shackled. Are your own words and thoughts defeating you? You may only have one coat or one sweater that keeps you warm. You may only have one blanket to keep you warm, and you get that urge to give it up to someone else. And you think to yourself, that's crazy. That makes absolutely no sense. Who told you to trust your senses anyway? Why do that, you say? I'd be cold if I gave my blanket away. When does God make sense? What does God say about that? You may know of someone who served God with all their heart. You may know someone who fed the hunger, hungry, visited the sick, went out of their way to do things that were pleasing to the Lord, and they ended up in a place where they weren't supposed to be, or so you say. You may even be thinking to yourself, how did I end up here? I love the Lord. I sought him first. I strive to do right by my family and those I meet on the way, and yet I am right here with hardly any friends. Sometimes I'm lonely. Sometimes I feel as if I'm tossed aside. Sometimes I feel as if no one loves me. Then you think about someone who was mean to everyone, didn't even strive to live right by God, never attended church, cursed every opportunity they got, drank or smoked like there was no tomorrow, never gave a second thought to feeding the hungry or visiting the sick, and yet... They are living independent, successful lives, or so it appears. That doesn't seem, fi- seem fair, you say. How many know the appearance can be deceptive? When life seems unfair, when your world seems as if it's crashing down around you, when at times you don't see the end of your tunnel, go to the Word of God. John twelve forty six. Jesus says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. When it seems like the tunnel is so long, so dark, just remember and say to yourself, what does God say about that? Speak the word. Isaiah 58, 10 says, And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. When someone approaches you in an unkind way, in a nasty way, when they say things that make you want to snap back at them, just remember, what would God do? What would God say about this? Speak the word. Proverbs 15:1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. <laughs> A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. When you are faced with a situation that seems unbearable and you just don't know how you are going to make it, just remember, what does God say about this? Mark 9, 23, Jesus speaks and he says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Then he says, all things are possible to them that believe it. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. When your enemies talk nasty to you and tell lies on you, when they try to make you feel bad and take your eyes off of God, say to yourself, what does God say about that? Only speak the word. Psalms 138 and 7. Psalms 138 and 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou shalt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. When your body is wrapped in pain and it doesn't seem as if you will regain your strength, when your heart is heavy and you don't believe you have enough strength to make it through each hour, more or less each day, 
say to yourself, what does God say about that? Rise up the strength that God has given you from within and speak the word. Psalms 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When it appears that your suffering will never end and that you can no longer endure, say to yourself, what does God say about that? Only speak the word. Romans 8, 18 says, For I reckon, Paul says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Mm. When at times you want to have a pity party, when at times you believe you're all alone, you, it appears that God is at a distance, say to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What does God's word say about that? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And yet ye shall seek me, and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. Mm, think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. When at times you believe your family has forsaken you, you say to yourself, no one loves me. No one cares. You believe that you are of no significance to anyone. Just say to yourself, wait. You didn't see a lot of times we have to stop. We have to pause. And we have to talk to ourselves. Shake it off. Shake it off. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These are negative thoughts, and they're not coming from God. What does the Word of God say? And you need to replace those negative thoughts with words that come from the Word of God. Do you want to be free, totally free of those shackles that have been a burden to you and have kept you in bondage? Do you want to be free, totally free of those shackles and weights that have so easily beset, beset you? Then speak the Word. Speak the word on a daily basis. And those shackles got to come down. They got to come down. Thus said the word of God. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. What shall I want? What is a shepherd? What does a shepherd do? A shepherd protects you. He guides you. He cares for you. And that's what the Lord wants to be in your life. Are you allowing him to be your shepherd? Psalms 23, 2 says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. That's rest unto your soul. That's rest unto your soul. When everything around me seems to be chaotic, when everything around me seems to be confusing, when everything around me appears to be against me, He stills my waters. So His peace surpasses all understanding. Everything around me may appear dark and gloomy, but Jesus makes me to lie down in green pastures. He gives me rest. He gives me rest. And that's calming. And the next verse says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in a path of righteousness for His name's sake. You see, I can be free and free of all shackles. There are, these are times when my soul needs a refreshing. And God knows it. So He speaks restoration to my soul. And he leads me to the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Not for my sake, but for his son Jesus' name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thank you, Lord. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Even though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death. Fear may, para may try to paralyze me. What is fear? False evidence 
appearing real. When the earth all around me is seeking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. I may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but by faith, in the name of Jesus, fear, you got to go. Fear, you have no dominion here, for God never leaves me. Fear and faith does not mix, no more than water and, and oil mix. Just like a good shepherd watches over his sheep, he uses his rod and his staff to comfort me. Every once in a while, I feel a quickening, a pulling that lets me know he's still there. And I'm still his sheep. I may be tempted to go off course. I may even go off course at some times. But his gentle spirit, his loving spirit touches me with his rod and his staff and calmly rears me back in. That prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. What a mighty God we serve. When our enemies are all around us, he loves me. I personalize this. When the enemies are around me, he loves me so much that he allows me to find favor. And he leaves them shaking their heads. He leaves my enemies shaking their heads. For what my enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for my good. Praise God. Surely, surely mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy following me around all the days of my life? Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is no place I can escape that God doesn't know about? Yes, that's correct. Even when I mess up, God is still there? Yes, he is. Especially when I mess up, he's still there? Yes, he is. His loving presence called goodness and mercy follows me, embraces me, loves me? Yes, he does. Yes, goodness and mercy would never leave you. Yes, it does. And get this. When you come to the end of your journey and you look back over your life and wonder just what lies ahead, you can rest in the knowledge that if you belong to him, you will spend eternity with him. And for some reason, if you ever begin to doubt, say to yourself, what does the word of God say, that, say about this? Galatians 5.1 says, for it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. I'm going to stand firm there and do not let myself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I'm going to trust the word of God because he did tell me that I've trusted him and never doubt. If I accept him as my savior, according to John 11th chapter, Jesus speaks, to the 20th, and Jesus speaks and says, I am the resurrection and the life. Be he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this, Jesus asked. And then in First John 5, 1 John 5, 11, 13, Jesus says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? Jesus the Christ. When the enemy tries to bring fear into your heart or tries to tell you that you are losing your mind, you say, what does God say about that? What does God say about that? God tells me in 2 Timothy 1-7 that he has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. When I wake up in the morning or perhaps when I wake up in the middle of the night and perhaps I don't feel like praising him, I'm going to think to myself, I'm going to praise him. But yet I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm going to meditate on God's word. I'm going to only speak those things that are positive. I'm going to speak his word. 
Psalms 118 and 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What does God say about it? Mm. The circumstances don't look good, but I'm not going to be moved by what I see. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not on the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's 2 Corinthians 4.18. I am redeemed from the enemy. Psalms 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. When sickness tries to strike your body, when you feel like you are going to get ill, or when the doctor is giving you a bad word, meditate. I tell you to meditate on 1 Peter 2.24 that says, Who his own bear, his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye are healed. Meditate on these scriptures day and night. You already have peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give out unto you. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians six ten says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are blessed. Do you know how blessed you are that Jesus is your comforter? You are already blessed. There are so many scriptures, so many scriptures that you can go to in the Word and replace those negative thoughts and those negative words with so many scriptures. Just meditate. Meditate and speak on the Word. Meditate on those scriptures that will give you life. Meditate. You see, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men slack count slackness. That means if God said it, that's it. You can take it to the bank. Man may give you a promise, and when you look for man, you can't find him. But according to 2 Peter 3, 9, the word of God says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repent. So if God said it, that settles it. Just speak the word. Speak life to that dying situation. Speak life. Maybe you've had an unexpected setback or loss. Your future is unknown to you. All of our future is unknown. All of us need to trust Jesus as our Savior and Lord. You can be sure of this one thing, that he'll go with you wherever you go. You can believe that because God said it. God said it. God said it. So in summary, in summary, you can be free of all shackles and live a victorious life, the life that God intended you to do. But you must do two things. You've got to renew your mind daily and start speaking negative words, your own defeat, because you've got to stop being your own worst enemy. You can't be made whole by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior if you're not already saved. So even if you're saved, renew your mind on a daily basis and stop speaking negative words. Now, if you've been listening to me or you know someone who needs to hear this word that are not saved, don't be selfish with this word. You see, everybody can be made whole and can be free and broken loose of every shackle, every shackle, when they meditate on the word of God and when they speak positive words. So if they're not saved, if you're not saved, if you're not repentant of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, what am I mean? What am I saying? If you're not 100% sure that you will spend eternity in heaven, I want you to listen very closely. 
No man can save you. Your husband can't save you. Your wife can't save you. No man can save you. Only Jesus. You have to put your trust in Jesus. John 14, 6, Jesus says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No man. That's John 14, 6. Acts 4, 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for, is, for there is no other name under heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. So I ask you this question, wherever you are right now, right now, take a pause. Are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life? Because if you haven't, you are not free. If you haven't, you got many shackles, many weights bearing down on you. Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised his son Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So the first thing you need to do is admit. Admit that you are a sinner. You see, all of us have sinned. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. You need to be willing to repent. That is to turn from your sin. You need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried and he rose from the dead. Romans 10.10 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So through prayer, right now, right wherever you are, through prayer, you can invite Jesus to come into your life to become your personal Savior. You see, this is the first step. You see, you've got to invite him to come into your life to become your Savior before he can be Lord over your life. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank God I am a whosoever. What about you? I thank God I am a whosoever. So, you can say this prayer after me right now. Right now. And be serious. Don't play with this word. Be serious. Dear God, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died on the cross for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and life as my personal Savior. If you just did that, if you just prayed that prayer of salvation with me, if you trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, my sister, my brother, you've just begun a wonderful new life in him. Praise God. I thank you. And not only do I thank you and praise God for you, but guess what? All the angels in heaven are rejoicing right this very moment. Right this very moment, heaven stood still because you accepted Christ as your Savior. And he has given you a new life. Now you need to get a good Bible and read it every day to get to know Jesus better. Talk to God in prayer. Meditate on his word day and night. Stop allowing negative thoughts to penetrate your mind and stop speaking negative things. Then you need to get baptized and worship and fellowship and serve with other brothers and sisters in a local church where Christ is preached and the Bible is the final authority. And guess what? Don't forget to tell somebody else about Jesus. Don't be selfish. What he's done for you, he can certainly, he will certainly gladly do for someone else. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, dear God. Thanking you, Lord God, for your word that's gone forth. We thank you, Father, for souls that have just come crying out to you 
Lord, that had given their lives to you. We thank you, Father, that your words have been encouraging to somebody, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, Father, somebody now knows that they can be free of everything, Lord God, that he who the Son has set free is free indeed, Lord God. Somebody somewhere, Lord God, can know that their minds do not need to be entangled with the yoke of bondage, but they can go out and be truly free in you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for using this vessel. We thank you, Lord God, for your audience. We thank you, Lord God, that your people, Lord God, are free and free indeed to worship you, to praise you, Lord God, to give you all the honor and glory and praise because you and you alone are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, because you make us a head and not to tail. We thank you, Father, that you bless us day coming in and going out. We thank you, Father, for all things because you do all things well. We give you all the honor, we give you all the glory, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, amen. His abounding grace from Minister Van. Free but still shackled. We pray that you have enjoyed this message. Please feel free to share. Check us out at whenchristmasfeet.com. If you have a desire to donate to the ministry, you can do so by going to whenchristmasfeet.com and um, and clicking on the Donate Now button there. So thanks again for, on His abounding grace from Minister Van. We'll see you next Tuesday. God bless you. Oh! <laughs>